And, of course, when it's Thursday, hour number three, that means it's time for Brent Hubs of AllQuest.com. Brent's appearance brought to you by Diversified Enclosures and Screen. From design to installation, the team at Diversified has you covered. View their portfolio online at sunandscreen.com. Brent, how are you? I'm doing great. Hope you guys are doing well. Yes, sir. Got me in the shade today. I brought my Transformer sunglasses from the the kids' collection, but I don't need those today, so that's good. That's right. Nice shady spot here. Good fall night. Should be a really good high school football game. Got a chance to be a good high school football game. A heck of a challenge for West at home tonight against a really good Alcoa team, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and West, I think, has put itself in that really good category, but we'll see whether or not they do have enough to take on such a program in Alcoa. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of discussion since the, uh, the the new ticket plan for Tennessee was revealed. What has been the reaction uh, on VolQuest? Well, obviously, anybody who's got a grandfather ticket is is not happy with, with this. Some are a little more, more understanding than others, but... Uh, if you've had a grandfathered seat for a, a long period of time, uh, or any period of time, of course, grandfathered tickets are, are a long period of time. It's going to be costly for you know. It's going to cost you a lot more to go to football games. If you're a donor and have been a donor, and you want to stay in the area you're in now, it's going to be cheaper for you to go to football games next year. That's, I mean, that's that's in a nutshell is kind of what it is now. With the exception of that being the the club on the west side, okay, you can't if you're not going to buy that club seat, you're not going to sit in that section, okay. If you want to stay in that section, it's going to cost you more money. Um, but if you're in the north end zone, the south end zone, lower bowl, you're on the east side, um, it's going to be cheaper for you to go to to be a season ticket holder next year if you've been given a donation to to the University of Tennessee. Um, but I get it. I mean, you got you got a, a pretty good number of grandfathered, you know, season ticket holders that are getting ready to be asked for money that haven't been, they haven't. Nobody's asked them for money for a long time. Brent, does it make it tougher that you're coming off a three and seven season that you haven't been really good in football for a long time? Does that create some angst among fans who are saying? The product's not that good. I'm going to have to donate this much money to continue to go. Well, I mean, again, it's actually the reverse of that. It's going to—I don't have to give as much if I'm sitting in most of the places I'm at. Okay, but but here's the bottom line: season ticket sales are fifty-two thousand this year. Well, that's what he said, but I was given fifty-five thousand okay. by Tom Zakovia. All right, so. let's say fifty-five, fifty, okay. fifty to fifty-five. Yeah. Okay, they're obviously going down. They're going down because your product's not good enough. You're not winning enough games. So if you have a bad season this year, are you going to hit 55 next year? Probably not. You know, I mean, it's going to be harder to do that. So the bottom line is whatever ticket plan you have in place, if you want to increase season ticket sales, because you're not giving, you're not giving out any more grandfathered tickets. So if anybody who's a new season ticket holder is going to have to give a donation, you got to win. And that's the ultimate deal. A lot of people say, why are you doing this now? And it's a good question. My belief on this, Jimmy, is if you're displacing 5,000 fans, at some point you've got to rip the Band-Aid off. Do you rip it off while you're moving 5,000 fans because you're doing some renovations? That probably makes the most sense. Is, it time, is the timing good from a record standpoint and where your program's been the last few years? No, it's, it's not. Um, but I don't think you move people. And then two years later, go back to those people you move and say, oh, by the way, we're really doing all this for you. We've moved you, and now we're going to ask for this, or now you're going to have to do this differently. So I think that's part of the decision of go ahead and do it now. 
But to, to what I was saying, I know a guy that's got six tickets on the west side. He pays $1,000 a year for six. Now he's got to pay 27600 for those six. And he's like, I can't afford that. So is somebody going to jump in and pick up the slack for that? I don't know. It's a yeah. lot of money right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we're, I don't know where he's at in the, West Side. I don't, but what part of the West Side? What, what section of the West Side? S, T, and U. Okay, so, we, so, so that's down in the clubs in the new club section. So that's he. They're taking his seat and turning it into a premium seat. Yes. Which, guess, yeah. which whether whether they were going to modernize and change the ticket plan or not, he was going to have to pay more money. With the renovations, his money increase is going up because of the renovations that are being done, not because of the modernizing of the ticket plan. If he's in that club section, well, but here's my my concern. To my point is, if you're not very good, who's going to jump in and pay twenty seven thousand six hundred dollars? I don't know. I mean, I don't know That's... how many. I don't know how many people are going to buy the club seat. You know, I don't know how many people are going to buy the the party seat. My point is whether they changed how that was done this year or not, he wasn't going to sit there for $1,000 a year plus six tickets in that section if that's the new club seat. He wasn't going to be there. I don't know where this one is, but his his, uh, donations are going up 400%, this other person I'm talking to. So it's it's – it varies, and I don't know exactly where they're moving this and that and so forth. I'm just saying that I think if you ask for that significant of a donation at a time when your team's not very good, I think you're going to have trouble getting it. Well, I don't. So, yeah, we'll I, I agree. I think if if somebody's donate, and I don't know their seats, I don't know where they're at. But if somebody's based on everything I've read and everybody I've talked to, if somebody's donation is going up that that much, one they they were not making a donation, or two their seats are in a new premium seating section, which is the West Club, and that that cost was going to go up regardless of whether the ticket policy was changed or not, is my point. Yeah, and, and all of these are making donations. It's just that the donations are not at the premium level that Tennessee is Right, cause, because that seat that they're sitting in right now doesn't have an amenity. There's not yeah. a club for them to go to and get a meal or drinks or whatever yeah. that's going to be there. That, that's not what that seat is about right now. That's what that seat is becoming, regardless of what the change of the ticket policy is going to be. That's my point. Yeah. That's Jimmy Himes. I'm John Wilkerson. If you have a question or comment for Brent, 656-9900, 656-9900. Let's check in with Steve. You're on Sports Talk. Hello, Steve. Hey, fellas. Hey. Hey. Brent, do you think there's anywhere on the field that Florida and Tennessee, that Tennessee might have some kind of thing that might work out for them pretty good as far as what they're capable of doing? certain aspects of the game. If you think you're anywhere like that, or you think there's not? I, I, I think Tennessee's special teams are better than Florida's. Okay. I think Tennessee's got the edge in special teams play. Right. Would you stop there? Um, it'd be hard to give them an edge anywhere else <laughs> at this point, I think. Would don't, don't, yeah. you think that, Jimmy? I mean, I think Florida's. But now, how do you do it? Are you comparing running backs to running backs? Are you going to compare their run game to Tennessee's front seven, which is how yeah. I think you should make that comparison? I think Tennessee's better in the front seven than I thought they would be, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I think Florida is significantly better in the run game than I thought they would be. Tennessee's not been tested, so we'll find out a lot about Tennessee this week. But just on paper. Seeing what Florida's run game did against Alabama, 
I would have to give Florida's run game an advantage over Tennessee's front seven heading into this game. Tennessee's secondary versus Florida's receivers and and passing game, that may be closer to equal because I don't think Florida throws it particularly well. Uh, I I think there's more of a push there in that matchup. I don't know if you agree with that, but I I think there's a little bit more push, um, you know, in terms of who's got the edge there. I like Florida's front seven against Tennessee's ground game based on what Tennessee's done on the ground the last two weeks. I do too. I, I kind of look at it as whose running backs would I rather have, whose quarterback would I rather have, whose offensive right. line would I rather have. And when I look at that, I don't give Tennessee many advantages. Yeah, I would agree. If you, I, mean, e- e- I think either but, way, but, I think but, either way, Florida's got the advantage, which is why Florida's a nearly three-touchdown favorite. Yeah, and I agree with you on the special teams. That's where I would give Tennessee the edge. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, okay. I predict that we won't get absolutely, totally slaughtered. I think <laughs> I will say that. Uh, All right. Well, Steve, we sure do appreciate it. Have a great night. Let's go to John. You're on Sports Talk. Hello, John. Hey, guys. Uh, I had a quick question and, and one comment. Well, the comment, I'll start with the comment. Um, not real crazy about Danny Watt's comments about free lunch with uh, – you know, my dad's been a season ticket holder since the mid-1960s and been an usher for about 20 years. And No, he hadn't had to donate. And we will now, and, and we're going to do it. Um, you know, we're not going to lose our ticket. We're in the north end zone on the third row. You know, we're not, we're not going to lose our ticket. But my question is, has the university or does the university release or do you guys know how many uh, season ticket holders uh, do not donate? I mean, is it a big number that they've had yes. season ticket holders since before 1986? It's to my understanding it's a big number based on what they've released. I've not seen the actual documents. I will tell you this. Okay. Uh, not, this is a couple of years ago, so I don't know if it's still true. 45% of the season ticket holders didn't donate. Yeah. I think, that's I think a that, huge number. I think, that's, I think that number is very similar. I, I don't think it's 50, but I think it's somewhere between 45 and 50%. Well, that, that makes it more understandable to, to our family. And, you know, Dad's going to cuss and go on, but we're going to pay it. He's going to pay it. So thank you, guys. Sure do appreciate it, John. If you have a question or comment for Brent, 656-9900, star 990 is free. For AT&T and U.S. Cellular customers, the toll-free number, 1-866-656-9900. We're here at West High School. Brent's appearance brought to you by Diversified Enclosures and Screen. Let's check in with Wendell. You're on Sports Talk. Hello, Wendell. Hello, guys. How we doing? Fine. How are you? I'm good. I have a question for Brent. Okay. Uh, Brent, this this kid from uh, South Pittsburgh, Giovanni Davis, Uh what's the status on him and why is he committed? Why hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. um, I think that he's got some academic things to do in the classroom. I think that's why everybody, not just Tennessee, I think that's why a lot of schools in the Southeastern Conference are are, um, holding Pat to see where that's at because he's got to get some work done in the classroom. Okay. Do we have any good prospects for a commitment from any more defensive linemen right now? Um, I don't know about for a commitment. They're certainly recruiting some guys out there. I think they're going to be back in the portal for defensive linemen um, is where I think they're going to end up going when it's all said and done. They're losing some seniors, um, losing some guys there. I think you'll see them back active in the portal uh, to try to finish some things up with some defensive linemen. 
obviously right, Walter you, obviously Walter Nolan would, would be the the top priority defensive lineman out there for Tennessee. Uh, that you know I think they're kicking the tires of some junior college kids as well. See what the portal looks like. Maybe there's a high school kid that that pops up that you um, didn't know about. Uh, remember, t- tape watching right now is really interesting because you didn't get a chance to see those guys, a lot of those guys, a year ago because of the COVID year. Some places they didn't even play football. And, and so what does the kid look like? I, I think that there, there's a lot of movement in evaluations based on how kids look through the first three games, good and bad, because the evaluation is different this year than it was a year ago. Okay. All right. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Wendell. Okay. Let's go next to Doug. You're on Sports Talk. Hello, Doug. Hey, John, Jimmy, and Brett. I really, really enjoy your show. I listen to it on the app as much as I can. Thank Listen, you. I have a comment on the on on the um, uh, ticket policy. Here's uh-huh. my concern. Uh, I inherited some tickets from my dad under the under the upper east uh, upper deck on the 45 yard line. Great tickets, had them since the 60s. Um, when I inherited them, I had to reset my my payment. So he was paying zero as a faculty member, but I'm not. I'm paying what was the full price. But the point being, if you there were a lot of people that when they bought their tickets, they grandfathered in at that rate. So there was a reason to keep your tickets because if you bought them in and say the the the, the buy-in was five hundred dollars a, a season per seat or a thousand, well now mine was twenty five hundred. It's going to go down, but those people they're actually going to go up. And then the other problem that you have is what's the what's the incentive for me to keep my seats? See, before if I had a lower price, I wanted to keep them because I didn't want to buy them back three years later and have the higher contribution. Now there's no reason for the for somebody to keep their seats because uh, I, you can say that they, they won't get their seat back, but let's face it, there are a lot of seats available in Neyland right now. So to me, it's, I worry about the loyalty that they're, they make it a lot of people dropping their seats. Well, they, they they may. I mean, they had a lot of people drop their seats coming out of the COVID year, coming through the COVID year. Yep. I mean, that, I mean that's why they're. T- I mean, they're down seven, eight thousand, right, Jimmy? Ten thousand from. From a couple of years ago? From season ticket sales? Yes. Yeah, well, see, the last year, Butch Jones, because uh, a lot of people thought they'd be pretty good, they sold right at 70,000 season tickets. This this year, they're at 55. They're down 15,000 right. in the last five years right. or so. Right, but, but, but I think they're down yeah. four or $5,000 from two years ago yeah, or three years yeah, ago. Yeah. So, the, the, and I'm, I'll go back to the point John I said, at, I think, off the top. Whether you modernize it and make it cheaper for somebody or, or whatever you're doing, okay, some people, as, as, as he is, it's not going to be a, a, an out-of-pocket expense to him. To others, it will be. you got to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you got to win. I mean, that, that's, that's the bottom line is that you, you have to win. Here's the other problem that you have, too. Okay, financially, you gotta be you got to be more sound because it's not getting any cheaper to do business in the SEC. Right, and it's not going to get any cheaper anytime soon, and it's not just building facilities; um, it, it's everything else that's out there available. And so you're 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 in a catch twenty two. I mean, yeah, would you like to just roll on along and hey, we can do it off of twenty five, twenty six million dollars in donations, and we're good? Well, that that's not even covering your coaching staff in some cases, you know. I mean, so you you got to you you're going to have to raise more money. How do you do that? You need to win so you can increase your donor base, right? And you try to make it cheaper for people to get in as a new as a new donor, because th- this program needs more volume of donors. 
They don't need mm-hmm. the same 50 people or the same 2,000 people giving all the money, okay? They need more volume, heavier volume of people giving money. I mean, here this was out today. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, but the SEC is going to implement these Allstad benefits. Yes. That was a part of that suit. Correct. Okay. First conference to formally do that. There's not a cap on it. There's not a cap on how much academic benefit you can give a student athlete. Uh, okay. So <laughs> the schools that have more money can now legally give their student athletes more money. It, it, it's about cash. Sadly, it's a, it's big business is what it is, and it's unfortunate, but that's the world we're living in in college athletics, and that train is not stopping anytime soon. Yeah, if I'm not, I yeah, thought guys, though that I, go ahead say go ahead, Doug. I had a, a couple comments there. The first or comment question first is I think it's kind of sad that they dumped on the faculty members. I mean, I I can understand, um, uh, you know, not zero, but but something a little better than what they're giving them. That's the son of a pr- former professor or a passed-on professor. Um, this, the second thing I had, I know they make a huge amount of money from um, from the TV contracts. How much of the gate receipts is a – and I count the donations for that. How much of the gate receipts are – what percentage of the income the athletic department does the stadium receipts compared to all the money they get on the TV contracts for all the sports? Does anybody know? I do not. I don't. I don't know. I don't know a concrete answer enough to 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 to, to give you anything um, worthy of that. I mean, I think from a donation standpoint, um, I, I think you're in the. I think you're less than thirty million dollars in, in donations, and your TV contracts. What was it, Jimmy? In the last SEC meetings, what what were they at? I know it's going to go up, but it's more than it's more than twenty five, twenty eight million dollars, right? Well, I, I hate to guess because I can't remember that distinguished based on bowl revenues and all the other revenues that they got. So I, I don't know that number. Yeah. So, so, so what that. you're saying is that the, what you're saying is that the ticket revenues, the gate receipts, are actually a significant portion of. If you said now is it thirty million for the TV contract and thirty million for for gate receipts? That's fifty percent. That's a huge amount. That's, that that was kind of the question I was I was wondering. I, I, and I don't know that. I don't know what the TV stuff is, and I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing on the donation, um, you know, and, and expenses for, you know, you got to take an expense. You don't have expenses for TV that you have the expenses that you have for facility use. You got to pay parking garages because you, you know, for for the university and the city on those things and and all the deals that are done there. So you're you're not probably not clearing that amount of dollars on your donations because you've got expenses for those for those home games. But I I, I don't know the answer to, to that. I, I probably shouldn't even speculate where I've speculated, but, but those are some numbers that are thrown to me, but I, I don't know a final answer to that. John, what were you saying? I was just going to say about, and uh, Doug, we sure do appreciate the call, that they it's interesting in terms of the uh, academic awards for student-athletes that, that they did cap the uh, academic achievement awards in, in terms of direct financial support just under six grand but there's also the additional benefits that could be computers science equipment musical instruments different things like that and so i think that what they did is they opted not to put any further constraints on that maximum number and it doesn't look like there's a uh, restraint on how many could qualify or they get to set what makes somebody qualify for either the direct financial aid or the i guess support aid, whether it be the computer, whatever they need to go to school. 
So it's really an, it's a very interesting ruling, and you're right. The SEC is out in front of this in terms of saying we're not going to do anything that further restrains what has been set in place. But that's going to be something to watch because that is, Jimmy, which could be a great amount of support depending on what the individual athlete's pursuit or study field of study is. Uh, it's too complicated for me. I don't, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't and, know where and, that limit's going to go. But, 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 but here, and here's the thing on that. I'm all for this. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Correct. Okay, in the spirit of how it's done. But how is it going to be done? Right. It's just like it's just like name image. Each school gets to determine that. Right. It's just like name image likeness. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. How's that going to trickle down to affect you in recruiting? Listen, everybody's pitching a kid an, a name image likeness plan. So it is a recruiting element to landing a student athlete. Okay. So those who do that best are going to have a better chance of landing the student athlete. Very true. Okay. Now. You can't broker a deal with a business, so how you? What kind of plan are you pitching them? Right, right. Everybody's doing something. But Brigham Young did broker a deal with a business. Right, Brigham Young did for their walk-ons, which some people say. But, and, but and they also gave it to scholarship players. Right, we gave it to everybody. Which, in the initial spirit release, was not supposed to be the case, right? right. But it is. Right. Nobody stopped it. So it's a slippery slope, and that's my point. The intent of this rule is very good. But how far are you going to take that slope, and how slippery does it get to try to compete with everybody else? Great point. With Jimmy Himes, I'm John Wilkerson. Our guest, Brent Hubs of AllQuest.com. To join us, 656-9900, 656-9900. Let's go to Edie, who joins us. You're on Sports Talk. Hello. Hello. I've got a couple of comments on the season ticket uh, changes. First okay. of all, we are season ticket we are season ticket holders. We've had the same four seats that's been in my husband's family since the early nineteen fifties. We're in section B, not affected by the new premium seats. We are contributors because we were not grandfathered in. We pay seven fifty a seat. Okay? So we're going to twelve hundred a seat. So everybody it's not going cheaper with right. this new plan, okay? I'll, but the big thing I'm very confused about is when I go and I look at Alabama in their stadium, a comparable seat is a $480 contribution per seat. At Georgia, a comparable seat is $475. Per seat at Florida, it's seven hundred and fifty. So I'm real confused on how we are getting equal to our peers when we're paying more, and we won three games last year. All right, so I mean, you're you're in section where? B. B. Section B. Okay, B. so and, and we're up on row fifty-one under. Right. You know, we're undercover. We are not affected by the new. Sure, season. sure, sure. I and understand we that. are contributors. Right. So um, but I, I get, going up. Okay, m- m- the 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 according to Tennessee, the people sitting in those sections, those tickets currently not not moving forward. Currently, are supposed to be seventeen hundred dollars. It's a twelve fifty dollars, twelve hundred fifty dollars donation, and a four hundred fifty dollars season ticket. 
obviously, the, the and I think this goes back to what Tennessee was trying to say, is that it's not uniform in sections. So somebody setting to your left or your right, depending on where you are on the row, may be paying less than you're paying for that seat. They may be paying more than you're paying for that seat. That's I think that's the point that Tennessee was trying to get across. Again, I understand your point, but but if, yeah. if you call if you called in this if you called in this pass off season and said I want to set in section B on the same row you're sitting on and you wanted to buy season tickets, those tickets were going to cost you seventeen hundred dollars a piece. If you call in next well, year to do that, that ticket price is going to be lower. That's why Tennessee says it's it's that ticket price is going down. Is is what Tennessee now? You can say that semantics and argue all that. And I totally understand that. I'm just telling you what pricing would be for a new ticket holder in that section this past season compared to next year. Yeah, and I believe the 1200 well, I, number includes the season ticket. I believe that's the donation and the ticket together per seat. I don't think so. I yes, believe I it is. It is. No, I believe it's it 12, is. It's 1200 next year for the for the ticket and the donation. 1200 for ticket and donation? Yes, yes. that's total. It's $1,200 oh, well, for the ticket. Which, which means that you're paying the same thing. You then said I'm paying the same thing, correct. Seven, 750 a seat, then 450 the, so that puts you to $1,200. So, okay, the way I understood it, our donation would be 1200 per seat. That includes the ticket. That donation Never includes the ticket cost. I know that's they're changing that. That's the modernization. So well, you're in good shape, Edie. If, 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 <laughs> I sure if, hope if so. Yeah. Turned, you all have made me happy. <laughs> good. Celebrate. <laughs> I have been mad for 24 hours over this. <laughs> now you're happy. You can you can always call the hey Edie. I would I would call or email the Tennessee Fund and get clarification. I bet they give you a pretty quick well, answer. I, actually, my husband did talk to them yesterday, and that's not the way he understood it either. Okay, well that's the way so, it was explained to me. So I mean, good luck. Con- well, good luck and thank you, and I I really hope you're right. Yeah, and so, don't so don't do I. Hey, don't look into it tonight because you want to be happy. Yeah, so look into it tomorrow. Okay, I'll stay, I'll okay. stay happy tonight and I'll deal with it tomorrow. Go. Then. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, right. Edie. We sure do appreciate it. Final segment for us with Brent Hubs of AllQuest.com. And, Brent, we actually have an opportunity to talk a little bit about football. <laughs> hey, what we've been talking about is important for That's football. Right. There's no question Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. I but, don't discount that. But there is a game this week. There is a game this week, and I'm curious. Uh, if you and you always do the stock report. Whose stock is up going into this game, and, and what do you think that – that Tennessee has to do to hang in there in Gainesville? Well, I think to hang in there, you've got to win the turnover battle. And I think you probably need to win it somewhat decisively. I don't think it's, got to, I don't think it's a push, I think it, and I don't think you can win it by one. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I think you've got to win the turnover battle, um, for one. Um, defensively, you've got to limit their explosives in, in the ground game. Uh, get off the field on third and long, which Alabama could not do a couple of times uh, in that game. And then offensively, you've got to make first downs. Okay, aside from Florida's offensive line, which I didn't see them coming and rushing for that against Alabama's defense, right? I don't think anybody saw that coming. Aside from that, the other significant stat or news out of that game for me is that Florida in the second quarter forced three three-and-outs of Alabama's offense. 
Alabama's on the cusp of blowing that game wide open, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. you, you guys may have felt differently, but I thought one score, and that thing's a rout. And, and Florida's defense gets three three-and-outs in the second quarter, which I just didn't see happening. So if you're going to play up-tempo and you're going to play fast, John, you've got to make first downs. Because if you go three-and-out three consecutive times and take 90 seconds off the clock, it might be a real tough afternoon for you. Um, so th- those are a handful of the keys um, for for me that 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 jump you know that jump out to to this point kind of where they are stock up for me um, Jacob Warren um, I, I think Jacob's had a really nice start mm-hmm. this offense has been really good for him uh, I knew he was a good player in high school but I wasn't sure if it would ever translate into college it has in this system really like the way that that he's played he's, he's worked he's, really hard too yeah, he's added a lot of weight and, and he's gotten more physical. Uh, but they're using him in a way to let his athletic ability show. I like the way Alex Golish and Josh Heupel are using Jacob Warren in their in their passing attack right now. Does Hendon Hooker start a quarterback? Jimmy feels like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, um, but you know, but uh, I think he's taken more first team reps all week long. Uh, Josh Heupel was pretty noncommittal today about whether Joe Milton would be available. Um, it feels like it's Hendon Hooker, unless yeah. unless Josh Heupel's playing. You know some serious games. Um, I, I don't think Florida's lost a lot of sleep either way uh, over yeah. who's going to play quarterback for Tennessee because I don't think they feel like the system drastically changes there. So I don't think Florida's put any extra time in quote preparing for two quarterbacks. Interesting hype today saying he had not, he did not have a plan to play two quarterbacks, which I kind of thought if both of them were healthy, he might have a plan and third four series to work in. But it sounds like he's going to roll with somebody um, a- until. Um, until he needs to make a change, if he has to make a change, that's what it felt like in his comments today. I may have misread him, though. No, I agree. I, I thought uh, Juwan Mitchell, linebacker, would have a huge impact on this team. He has not. What What do you think's happened? Well, he didn't play last week, and I don't right. know if he'll play this week. Um, I thought he was better in the pit game in terms of running to the ball. Uh, I think his adjustment into this system has been a little bit more than we all thought. I think he's been probably in Texas. He was a little more see ball, hit ball, kind of downhill that type deal. Um, probably probably some adjustment to the scheme there, uh, but Is yeah, I, mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, Coach Heupel said he was what on the grass, whatever on the grass working means. I guess he was getting some work in, but he was non-committal about him playing this weekend, and nobody's ever clarified why exactly he didn't play last weekend in terms of injury or non-injury or, or whatever the case may be. So. Sounds like he may be a, a no go for Saturday, but no, but I don't know that he may play. But it sounds like there's a chance he may not. I was waiting on one of your keys being Tennessee's ability to beat press coverage. Where is that one, Brent Hubs? <laughs> well, I've seen them beat huh? press coverage, but when they overthrow it by eight yards, it doesn't matter if they beat press. But they got to beat right? it against Florida. They do. They have to beat it. And and listen, Tennessee's not going to line up and run the football, you know, downhill on them all day long. So that, that's obviously a, absolutely a key. They have got to make explosive plays. As much as they got to eliminate them on the other side, they have got to create explosive plays on offense. That they, I don't see Tennessee lining up and driving at 95 yards without some chunk plays involved there. Which means you got to make something happen vertically in the passing game. And yes, to do that, you got to beat press coverage because they're going to see a lot of it. Somebody pays a visit to BallQuest.com right now. What will they find? Uh, we got the matchup piece up from uh, Rob Lewis. We got everything up from Josh Heupel today. Our two-minute drill. We got a recruiting, a couple of recruiting stories up there. Of course, we have the War Room in the morning. We got our mailbag podcast up right now. 
uh, War Room tomorrow. We'll do our predictions. We'll do my 10 things I think I think, and then uh, we'll finish up with some preview stuff on Saturday morning. A couple more recruiting stories popping up in there as well uh, between now and kickoff on Saturday night. Tough Thursday for Gibbs last week. Ooh, who, do they, who do they have I tomorrow told you, night? I told you guys tackling in space was going to be a challenge, That's and we, right. we couldn't catch them. Uh, we, we couldn't find them. It seemed to be optional. Yeah, F- Fulton got rolling early and, and played really well. Um, I mean, they were terrific. Um, and just in terms of their speed. Uh, we are off this week, and okay. then we go uh, to Scott County next week. So open date for second open date in three weeks. This one was planned. The first one was not. Right. So hopefully we'll get back to action um, next Friday night. And, of course, right here, going to get home and, and watch this one tonight to see what happens. Uh, the quarterback for West, Carson Jesse, I hope I didn't scar him too bad trying to coach him in basketball when he was <laughs> 9, 10 years old. Uh, Lance Williams was hurling baseballs at my kid on the diamond when he was 9 years old. You imagine Lance at 9 years old throwing balls at kids in the box. It had kids jumping out of the batter's box before Lance ever wound up because he was a big kid then. So yeah. fun to see those guys go at it tonight. should be good to watch. That's awesome. Brent, good luck with everything this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's Brent Hubs of AllQuest.com as he joins us each week.